Welcome to Green Bites, Sustainable Asia's weekly environmental news podcast. I'm Shermaine Lee, and I'm Koa Tran. In less than ten minutes, we offer you bite-sized green updates in Asia that we think you should know about. This week, we talk about the declining snowmelt water supply in Asia, how Bangladesh is scrapping plans for ten new coal plants, and how Asia's richest person, an oil magnate, is envisioning greener energy. When talking about global warming, we often hear about melting glaciers, large bodies of snow that have frozen into ice. But we rarely talk about the risk of melting snow. In Central Asia, mountain snow runoff feeds into large rivers and supplies fresh water to 1.5 billion people, and that supply is, you guessed it, decreasing. In fact, a new study published in Nature Climate Change found that it's actually snowmelt. Not glacier melt that contributes the most water flow to rivers in Central Asia. Between 1979 and 2019, the authors found that the supply of snowmelt to these rivers dropped an average of 16 percent. They predict a further 6 percent drop by the end of the century if we limit global temperature rise to 1.5 degrees Celsius. But if we fail, the drop in snowmelt could be up to 40 percent. What does this actually mean? And let's first define the region in Asia we're talking about. It stepped the third pole. Fourteen of the world's highest peaks are found there, and it holds the largest volume of fresh water outside the polar ice sheets. This region in Central Asia spans ten countries, including China, India, and Pakistan. Its mountains supply water to ten major rivers, including the Ganges, Yellow River, and Yangtze. When these regions don't get the water they need in less rainy seasons, they depend on the third pole's snowmelt for their water needs. And this is where things get tricky. Having a supply of snow in the mountains ensures a certain amount of snowmelt during the less rainy season. Local farmers have adjusted their planting seasons to fit this pattern of water availability. However, rising global temperatures have caused mountain snow reserves to deplete earlier. Less snowmelt means less fresh water available when the rainy season ends. That's right, Koa. And the authors note limitations in their approach. They relied on air temperature data to approximate the amount of snowmelt and to distinguish four different snowmelt water systems within the third pole. But they still hope their research provides the groundwork for further work in the area and better assist in regional water management. A bit of progress to mitigate climate change in our next story. Bangladesh bowed to pressure from climate activists and said it will scrap plans to build at least 10 major coal-fired power plants. This puts the country closer to its goal of generating more power from renewables, 40% to be exact, as vowed by the Minister of Energy and Power, including imports of hydro from neighbors Nepal and Bhutan. Bangladesh relies on coal for about 8% of its electricity requirements. But last year, the government unveiled plans to push up that figure by building at least 18 coal-fired power plants. I can imagine this must be music to the ears of climate activists. They've insisted these power plants could put the low-lying country at risk of climate-induced weather events. A spokesperson for the country's main environmental group said the government's decision is a quote very positive step. But he added that the Mahashkali Island coal-fired power plant should be ditched too, as it is near the world's largest mangrove forest, at the coastal town of Rampal, near the Sundarbans, a forest lying between Bangladesh and India. This area is unique as well. It is the home of the endangered Bengal tiger. 
This particular power plant triggered a major backlash internationally. Even the United Nations said in 2016 that the pollution from this plant will quote irreversibly damage the Sundarbans. The forest area is set to serve as defense against storm surges and cyclones that have already killed thousands of residents in impoverished coastal villages and islands in recent years. In 1997, the forest was declared a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Moving on in another promising direction for the environment, Mukesh Ambani, Asia's richest man and fossil fuel magnate, is investing into clean energy. The head of Reliance Industries Limited plans to spend 10.1 billion U.S. dollars over three years building gigafactories to manufacture clean energy supplies, a better battery grid for India, and fostering like-minded partnerships. This comes weeks after major blows to oil giants were dealt in late May. In that week alone, Royal Dutch Shell was ordered by a Dutch court to drastically cut its carbon emissions in a landmark ruling. And ExxonMobil ceded to pressure from activist shareholders to adjust its business strategy to the realities of global warming. Even Total, which rebranded as Total Energies, had its shareholders overwhelmingly approve a shift towards renewables to reach carbon neutrality by 2050. It was a crazy week. I was wondering when we'd hear similar news from Asia. Ambani's billion-dollar investment into clean energy and his vision of making India an exporter of solar power solutions doesn't come without a bit of skepticism. He is not entirely letting go of fossil fuels, as delayed plans to bring Saudi Arabian Oil Co. or Aramco as an investor are being finalized this year. Nonetheless, Ambani's targets are consistent with Prime Minister Narendra Modi's green ambitions to achieve zero emissions by 2050, a decade before China. Another fellow energy tycoon from India, Gautam Andani, is also moving towards renewables like wind and solar. So things appear hopeful for now. And moving on with our green innovation of the week, my favorite part. After Europe finally gave regulatory approval to insect dishes in June, here in Asia, the Philippines also found out the hidden value of a small insect called black soldier fly, which is often mistaken as a wasp. And this innovation also has something to do with food. That's right. A local startup launched a pilot program to break down food waste in the southern city of Davao. Originated in the Americas. The black soldier flies can consume and later convert large quantities of food waste into compost. What's important is that they thrive on kitchen waste. Once it is mixed with larvae, it grows quickly from one millimeter in length to an inch long and six millimeter wide in just 18 days. As the decaying waste helps them grow a lot faster, it also means the larvae grow quite rich in protein and can then become an ideal alternative feed for chicken or pigs. What's also great is that the insects don't pose a threat to people's health. They don't bite or transmit any diseases, so it's quite safe to put a large amount near the neighborhood. The firm built a facility in the Filipino city, and about 50 households joined the scheme. The staff taught them how to segregate kitchen waste, and several farmers have started using the compost from the black soldier flies. It remains to be seen if this will snowball into a much bigger national effort, but definitely deserves applause for such an innovative solution in the community. So this is all we have for this week's Green Bites. If you have any news stories you think we should highlight, let us know on our social media platforms with the hashtag #ShareYourBite. 
Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channels for more content and share our podcast with your family and friends. If you're interested in sponsoring Green Bites or have any comments about our content, we would love to hear from you. Email us using communications at sustainableasia.co or drop us a line on social media. Our handle is at sustainableasia. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you.